0: Welcome to Mom Real, the podcast about real encouragement, real stories, and real about motherhood. Welcome back to Mom Reel. I am so excited for today's episode. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every episode, but you know, here we are. Um, I talked to y'all. At the kind of conclusion of last year and last season, just about the previous episodes and uh, different guests and different things for the new year. And I told y'all, you know, one of my most listened to episodes was on mental health and being a mom with my friend, Ashley. And so lucky for y'all, she said yes to coming back on the pod today. So Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, And before we jump into what we're going to be talking about today, I'll kind of introduce that in just a second. Um, You have some big news that you, you know, something you just launched. So why don't you share that with us?
1: Yeah. So I just launched my podcast and it's called The Yellow Feeling. Um, It is something that has been on my heart in my pocket for a while. And I I just, you know, finally worked up the nerve long enough to decide I was going to do it. And um, I'm really thankful for my support system and my community and my husband and you, everybody that kind of pushed me in the direction of saying, Hey, you have nothing to lose, you know, you might as well just go for it. And I did. And I'm just so excited. And um, yeah, it's just a little podcast about um, the realities of being a human and being a mom and being a female and, you know, the world that we're in and the society that we're in today and how hard those things are and just really having conversations around normalizing those things and making them very safe. So yeah, I'm just, and I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to be here and thanks for having me.
0: Yes. Y'all, um, if you don't know, follow her on social media, um, her Instagram, Facebook, uh, obviously her podcast. So I am so, so proud of her. And she is even teaching me some things. She was like recording on this app, and I was like, okay, what? You need to tell me about this. <laughs> so, you know, as I'm learning this podcast space too, she's like out here killing it. So, well, yeah. Um,
1: I and mean, it's just like growing pains because. Yes. I well, I don't really, you know, it's a lot. It's hard.
0: It is. I get it. I get it. Um. All right. Well, we are going to be jumping in today, y'all, and talking about something that recently came up for me. Uh, we're going to be talking about mom shaming. And, you know, I thought this would be just such a good episode to kind of get in. Uh, originally, this was an episode that I was like planning for February, but had some things shift and and move. So you know what? We're keeping it real. We're doing it. We're, we're here. So um, we're going to go ahead and talk about it now. But um, basically, I just am like fed up with mom shaming. <laughs> it's just so frustrating, like all a part of social media And just in general, even between the generations is just insane. Um, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people post on social media about older generations doing that, but it's just so frustrating. And I got to tell you a little story before we like fully hop into this. Um, I was going to the bank with my son, Liam. And I parked like right in front of the bank. okay. so I'm literally, you know, steps away from the front door and I don't put his jacket on. Uh, It was a cold day, but I don't put his jacket on because, you know, the government health, safety, whatever people are saying now um, and have said for years not to wear puffy jackets, puffy things inside a Um, car seat specifically because it's unsafe Um, you know kids have been slipping kids have been getting whiplash just all these things and so they're telling you not to do that and to put a jacket on once they're out of the car seat so I thought you know he's he's warm enough he's got like his little sweater set on I'm just gonna walk straight into the bank you know, do my deposit and then, you know, walk straight out. By the time I put his coat on him, like it'll be, I will have been standing outside longer than the time it would have just taken me to walk in. Right. Mm-hmm. So I go into the bank and my teller that I always see is in there and we're just talking and she's telling me about her daughter and taking her to daycare. And I was saying, you know, how uh, my mom was, is always saying, you know, you need to make sure to put a coat on him and, 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 just reminding her of the new rule and I get jump scared because this older lady behind me then makes a comment and says uh says something to the effect like don't come crying or don't be surprised then when your kids get pneumonia and me and the teller are literally just looking at each other just baffled like jaws dropped like did you just tell us that like wishing pneumonia on our kids? Like it was just, I think the exact line was, don't go crying when your kids get pneumonia. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what she said. And it's like, what are you even saying? And I was too stunned to speak. I didn't even like, usually I'm better about (laughs) like saying something, but I didn't even know what to say. And it was just insane. And so this, this past time when I just went to the bank, This was like a couple weeks ago, um, literally like two weeks ago. And then when I recently went to the bank um, earlier, I think it was like on Friday or Thursday of of this past week, um, I saw my teller again and she said, hey, I was I'm so sorry about your last interaction here. She was just we were just talking about how sad it is that multi-generation still mom shame. And it's like, I just feel like no matter the generation. (laughs) There's just mom shaming all around. And so, Ashley, you and I were, like, talking about that even before I even started recording this, just, like, the trickle throughout the generation and how, yes, we see it with older generations mom shaming younger, but there's even Mm -hmm. a lot of mom shaming amongst us, like, millennial, Gen Z as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Constantly. And I think, too, like, I think you really, like and here here's a note for everybody listening that's ever mom shamed ever considering naturally mom shaming with or without anything like you don't have to tell us we already know like you don't have to like shame us because we already feel guilty about x y and z like we're good thank you so there's that also outside of that like all of that shame like that starts very early on, like even in like our pregnancies, right? And -hmm. then you bring these beautiful babies home and then you have, you know, these old ladies coming to meet your kids or in the store or whatever. And you're like, you better put socks on that baby. They're going to be cold. Like you think my kid, you don't think I'm interpreting socks on my kid? Like Mm -hmm. maybe, you know what I mean? Like my my, they're fine. They're okay. I'm learning too. We're all learning, but it's okay. So it's just this, I think a lot of it, right. As, and we talked about like this, this generational gap that we have, right. Of like these older women, mostly coming at this younger generation of moms and being like, Hey, you don't have, you have no idea what you're doing. And you're for sure. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm figuring it out and I'm learning, but also like, where's the grace in the space of like, how can I help you? What do you need versus like, you're doing this and this and this wrong. How are you going to fix it? Because Mm -hmm. you like, and we've, you know, we've touched on this in that last episode I recorded with you about postpartum and like everything someone has said to us and shamed us about or whatever, intentionally or unintentionally, like I've already thought it. I've already gone through that in my brain and I don't need you speaking it out loud. Yes. towards me because that is very stressful I had a situation um gosh right before I had Millie and it was you know it was about this you don't kiss a newborn baby right you don't do that that is not like about what side you sit on as far as politics goes that is not about anything that's about having respect for a parent and the fact that their new child basically should be living in a bubble because they've never been in the real world before, right? They were very safe in your belly. But then it's also like I feel like there's almost a little bit of common sense because our germs are so much bigger than anything they've experienced and while yes, building their immune system is very important, they don't need to be doing that on the second day they were born, like the second day they're in, on earth, you know? And I think about a lot of that of like really having to remind people, you know, in our circle of like hey, okay, like yes, we want to kiss on her, we want to love on her, but like we have to set these boundaries. And whether it's about kissing a newborn baby or whether it's about something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not smoking before you come and meet our kid. Like these are really important things, but then being said, "Oh, well you don't have respect for X, Y, and Z for me because you're telling me how to live my life, but I can't come do those things before I see your kid." So then you feel guilty for that. And the shame is all tied into it. And it's very hard to kind of break that cycle of like, how do we as new moms who have their emotions and hormones going wacky at every point Mm in time right, is how do we build a bubble around ourselves? That's going to be like a safety place of safety for us. That is like, we're not going to let that bleed into our brains right now and overtake us cuz that's what happens and it's really it's really hard <laughs> especially when it's old randos at the bank like that's just oh, yeah. so hard.
0: Well, and even just I mean like like you're talking about too, mom shaming in the sense of not respecting boundaries and being passive about them. Yes. You know, um it's like like for us we didn't allow anybody at the hospital except mm-hmm. for my immediate family like my mom and dad and my two brothers, my two brothers actually came the day after Liam was born. Um, So they weren't there immediately. But my mom and dad came and brought us food that next morning. He was born at like 3 a.m. So they were there like, you know, 8, 9 a.m., whatever visiting hour started. Um, yeah. But we didn't want the whole rest of my family. I have a big extended family to come and be a part of it. I didn't want people waiting in the hospital waiting room. I didn't want people to meet him while I'm still in the delivery room area. Cause you are there hours before they transition you to your postpartum room. And so I had these boundaries and I remember getting a little bit of pushback too, um, not from my like immediate family, but, um, you know, just, just people questioning or even, you know, friends of my family that would, you know, question or say, and, And it's like, whether they're meaning to or not, that's also a form of mom shaming and having those passive things. Um, I was literally watching a video the other day of one of my friends posting on social media, her story. And she was saying that she went to this, um, she went to this park and she didn't have any other, like she lost, didn't have any diapers, not lost. She didn't have any diapers in her diaper bag. And um, her kid needed a diaper change. She's like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? So she had walked over to this mom on the bench. She was like, hey, do you have any, you know, diapers? Uh, It doesn't even matter if they're too big or too small. Like, you know, and she was like, oh, um, I don't think so. Do you not keep any extra in your car? And it's like those, those comments like that, like, okay, did you not just say, you know what? Let me check. Let me see if I have extra instead of then being like, oh, you don't have extra in your car. Like, do you not do that? It's like, are you not prepared enough? Are you not prepared enough? It's like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Like, can we not just come together? And instead of all this mom shaving, just choose to build each other up. Like, it's just insane. Like, congratulations, you did have extra diapers or you were that mom who kept them in your car like you have to assume that if she's coming up to you asking for because a diaper
1: extra that she doesn't have any extra. it's because she had to literally like suck up her pride and go ask for her for her kid because he needed something yeah yeah it's just insane to me i mean and like shame is such a hard topic because it's so broad i feel like yes but I think I felt mom shame way before Millie was even born. Mm -hmm. Um, I had someone basically poke fun. at. So really quick backstory is Jacob and I, my now husband, um, we got pregnant unexpectedly before we were married, whatever. Best surprise of our lives, obviously. Um, But working up to that point of having Millie was really hard. Um, my pregnancy was really hard. Grace Ann was there for most of it. It was really hard. Um, and I ended up taking, um, I was in a couple of mom groups, mom classes. And one of the classes I was in was like a parenting class that Jacob and I took, um, through a pregnancy center that we were like Millie's, you know, Millie was confirmed at basically at the, like, yes, you are pregnant. These are your options, whatever this is what we're going to do. And then another, uh, mom group that I was in was, the embrace grace group. And it was, Hey, unexpected pregnancies, you know, you are welcome here. So I went to this group, this mom group. I met Grace Sam there. We were, I was in this group for my whole pregnancy until I had Millie. Um, and because of that group, which is, I can 100% of credit to the fact that it was one of the best things I've ever done. Um, and we met. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, 100% was poked at fun at and shamed about the fact that I took an unexpected mom's class. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys learn in those unexpected mom classes you're taking or those unexpected pregnancy, like, because you got pregnant while you weren't trying to get pregnant. Like it was very very um, directed at the fact that I was irresponsible when I was like 29, mm-hmm. like I'm not, you know, like I'm an adult, it's okay, these things happen. And it was the best thing that ever happened to us, a hundred percent, tenfold. But that was something where I was like, the fact that I was already experiencing the shame very early on before we even had her, that I felt um, very insecure about how I was parenting, how I was going to, we were going to raise her, how I was going to do the rest of my pregnancy and that kind of stuff. So I'm definitely past that thankfully and we've you know i've healed from those things and the words that were spoken over us but um those that's hard especially when you're pregnant too like that's something totally different obviously very another long conversation we could have but that is impossible sometimes
0: well and literally as you're talking it brought up a Brené Brown quote who I love Um, love and she she does a lot of work with shame um, Mm. and uncovering shame and like literally that's what her (laughs) whole like basis of of study has been Mm -hmm. has been on Um, and one of her like famous quotes that she has uh, is shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change Mm. and it's like so think about that in the aspect of you're becoming a new mom in your case, like it was unexpected, but obviously like so joyful. And, you know, for me, it was also unexpected, but in a different scenario. And it's like, okay, well, why then You know, we're, we're, we're thinking about the change that needs to occur. And we obviously know, okay, well, there's going to be some things that we have to grow and learn in. There's going to be some things that we're going to have to lay down and die to self in. There's going to be, you know, all this stuff where, and then people start speaking shame. You're already thinking, you know, shame about yourself. And it just like, it makes it so difficult to then
1: get out of that. If it makes sense it's like a it's like a dirty pile of laundry that you can't get through yeah I mean it's literally people just like post like what is it like post-it notes like sticky notes all over you and they're just like piled Mm -hmm. on you cannot like get pull them off fast enough yes like that stuff weighs on you and then whether you're pregnant or you're not like during you know whatever version of a mom you are like you carry that and your kids can feel that, which is really hard too, is like, and then feeling, you know, this sense of guilt about that. And you don't want your babies to feel anything that you're feeling negative. You don't ever want that for them. Um, so really kind of having to put your head back on the correct way that is the healthy way of like, okay, no, we're not going to claim any of that. We're not going to hold on to any of that. And we're not going to project any of that into our children, um, because it's not fair, and well, yeah, you know, whether it's an old lady <laughs> at the bank, <laughs> you know <laughs> who you know, back then, things were one hundred percent different, and they know more now, and um, that doesn't make you any less of a mom if you know what I mean? Like we all do things that are right, and we all do things that are wrong, like that's just the reality of it. but whether it's an old lady at the bank or whether it's, you know a a crusty in-law like whatever it is or yep. whoever it is like it doesn't make it less and it can be something so small that I wouldn't be affected by, but it can be a dig at you that you would be affected by a grace hand. You know what I mean?
0: And that's why too, we have to be so careful. And I'm one of those people I preach all the time. I'm like, I'm not responsible for like other people's reactions. Yeah. <laughs> like that's their thing, especially to like my boundaries. So like, first of all, let me just, say that. But second, I do think we have a responsibility, especially when it comes to other women and talking to other women to make sure that the things we are saying are going to be uplifting and real and not those passive aggressive, like, oh, well, I did this or I did that. Um, I when I ask things on Facebook or social media there, I'm just going to be honest, there's this one mom um, that comments on there sometimes. And I always feel like so bad, like I like, I sh- oh, I should have known that. Like anything she comments back to, and, and I, I know that her heart is like, co- is supposed to be helpful, but it just comes off as like, how did right. you not know this? And so I think I just try to be extra careful then when I'm talking to other moms or, um you know, if I'm trying to offer advice or sometimes I just ask and I'm like, do you want my advice or do you just want me to like, listen to you? Um, right. You know, and one thing that Brene Brown talks about too, I actually read her book, the Dare to Lead book. She has like a ton of books, but that was one that I talked about that I read. Um, that And in, in it, she talked about, sorry, I just like totally butchered that sentence. Um, but in, in that book, she talked about when you're breaking down shame, one of the ways that you break down shame is with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, Wow. We were were talking about your podcast at the beginning of this. So, you know, here I am just doing a a shameless plug in here for it. (laughs) But I think that's such a amazing thing with your podcast and with people like you and with my podcast, what I want to do here too, is being vulnerable and opening up and just saying like, Hey, here we are. It's okay. If you know, you don't put your kid's jacket on and you're walking in. It's okay if you have an unexpected pregnancy and you don't know what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. okay if you don't put socks on your kid and they're running in their house or they don't have a hat on because chances are you've tried to put it on before. Yeah,
1: it doesn't like, end. And it's it kind of goes back to like this. I think about like, I can remember like, you know, being a kid and I'm not talking, I'm talking about like at school, right? Like even at like a young age, I can remember like other kids and having this, like, why don't you know that already? What do you mean? You don't know how to do this. What do you mean you're in that remedial math class? What do you mean? Like, and just the shame boat in general, right? The way it floats is like, it tilts back and forth consistently and you have these kids that are they go home at night to these homes where shame is cast and you know Mm -hmm. stones are thrown in a sense of like what do you mean you're failing math class don't you go to that class every day why don't you know that why don't you know what you're doing you know I've taught you better than that and instead of it's nothing about it is constructive and helpful and that point it just turns into it's dangerous and it's yeah. um, toxic and you know and then you have those kids growing up and that's their normal and you know it just trickles on and that just that history just repeats itself continuously so then it goes back to okay raising our kids right our babies in a home that speaks life and we give help and we seek help. And we do that instead of, you know, throwing rocks because we don't know how to respond to something in a positive Mm -hmm. way. And I, I don't, it's really been interesting because there's been plenty of times where Millie and I have been out in public and I've heard someone passively say something about my crying baby or somebody passively saying something about the fact that my, almost two-year-old who is the size of a four-year-old okay throw her body down in the middle of the store because we're about 20 minutes past a nap now and I am just trying to get diapers and wipes to get me through the rest of the week you know what I mean and mm-hmm. hearing these passive people who don't know anything about my kid who don't know anything about me who have no room to make a comment about anyone right Ugh. God, control your kid. Oh my God. I can't believe she's throwing herself on the ground. That is a, That little kid is too big to be, you know? And I'm like, first of all, she's one. So everybody relax. Okay. Like, and you know what? When did we stop throwing temper tantrums? Okay. Like <laughs> I would love to throw a temper tantrum every once in a while. And outside of that, she can't communicate. That is her version of communicating and telling me, mom, I'm hungry. I'm wet. I'm tired. I need something. I don't know what's wrong. And this is the only way I can tell you to, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. And it's, it's a lot and it's very hard. And shame is something that is just, I, we're going on this, we're, we're going on a trip in July. It is a very long flight. It will be Millie's first flight. And I am terrified. And yes, I'm terrified of my whole family on a plane and flying across the ocean. That is very scary, sure. I agree I am more scared of my kid disrupting the whole plane solely because I will be so overwhelmed, overstimulated and stressed out already, worrying about her. Does she have what she needs? How is she gonna do? But then I have that extra layer of knowing 100% someone will say something
0: or look a certain way that's what they yes. do <laughs> and I will
1: do everything in my body to not snap because I'm like do you not see me doing everything I can do I can like see it <laughs> the future and I am like I can have grace for my child all day long and I should, and that is your job as a parent to have the understanding and to have that patience with them because one hundred percent. But it's like when did we stop having grace and patience for moms who are also trying to figure out how to handle it? Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, like, I just cannot wrap my head around it. And if you see a mom in need or you see a mom running into their into the bank with their kid, like, tell me like how making a comment about well why isn't he wearing a coat he's gonna get ammonia like what in what world is that productive at all it's not at all so why like who asked you first of all and i just oh god i can't i will just go on it's like
0: i've never experienced honestly like before when i was reading brene brown and like i loved her ted talks like i first found out about her in college from a professor, actually, my, one of my psych professors um, really liked Brene Brown. And so anyway, that's just how I, how I got into her. But listening to the shame stuff, it was more inward things that I thought like self-hatred shame, like, right. oh, wow, like, you know, I've been talking to myself wrong. I need to make sure like I'm speaking life over myself, which are also biblical principles too. Mm-hmm. Um, but now as I've become a mom it's like a whole nother level of yeah. shame that's not even from me that's other a lot of other people that's yeah. then coming towards me I mean I'm in this kite baby Facebook group
1: mm-hmm. um
0: so if y'all don't know kite babies like this bamboo whatever amazing They're it really so does feel amazing love it uh clothing brand and I'm in there one of their like mom Facebook groups but the way that some of these moms come for other moms in these comments are crazy. It's insane. I mean, there was another mom the other day who posted a picture of a crib and it had, she was asking about colors for, you know, a crib and saying, you know, Hey, what, what color would, what solid color would match this print better or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but she had like you know, little stuffed animals in there. And people were coming for her. We're like, you're not supposed to have anything in the crib. Blah blah blah. And she literally edited the post and added in there that she just has those animals in there for like just for decoration that her kid still sleeps in a bassinet beside her in her room. And it's like people were coming for her. And it's like, can we not just expect the best out of a, especially a fellow mom? yeah it just it just astounds me I mean also you know I don't know if you all that are listening to this podcast if you know who Hannah I can't remember her last name but uh on Instagram she's ballerina farms she's a mom of eight uh eight now um but she's also Miss America she's competing in Miss World uh, right now as I'm recording this podcast um but she is 12 days postpartum and is doing that Um, And she made this reel recently on Instagram about, you know, hey, this is what my last couple days postpartum have looked like. I've been having to try to find clothes that fit me. I've been having to, you know, I had to get this, you know, a spray tan. I had to get a haircut. I had to get all these things all while having, you know, a baby on me and I have my other kids and all this stuff. And so many people were coming for her in the comments like, this is unrealistic. You need to be resting. You need to be home. You know, how dare you post this? This makes me sad that you're posting this and you're such a champion of other women and it's like okay, what? Like It's just insane, which first of all, it if- It's like, first of all, if any of them even followed her, they would know that she's been talking about this for a while. The baby was not planned when she got crowned and she got pregnant. She knew that it would overlap. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: she knows her body. She's like packing, packed homemade bone broth to drink. (laughs) Like it just is insane to me that people are just continuing to mom shame. And it's like, why not? And then on the other hand, if she did stay home and were and accused her like recused herself that's not what i'm saying what am i trying to say excused herself from the pageant um then people would have been like oh you know you're not standing up for women you're not a mom who can do it all you're not showcasing that moms have strength like it would be the opposite and it's like you can never
1: you can never win yeah yeah there's never there's I don't think I really noticed how negative people were until I had a baby
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't
1: even mean negative about me or my kid. Like, I don't mean anything like that. I mean, just people in general and like 100% I like to acknowledge the fact that like times are tough. The world is weird and it's hard. So, but even outside of that, there's like a sense of entitlement that I think some people have about other people and mm-hmm. what they should and shouldn't be doing and uh, that just is really confusing to me because <laughs> I I don't feel like I've ever felt that way and about anything um and the best way that I can say it is the fact that like i the world is not um made with I think moms in mind sometimes in some places uh-huh. and I don't want to say like generally because I don't feel like that's fair but I also think that there are a lot of places that a lot of things a lot of people just you know everything as a whole that it's not made with moms in mind it's not made with women in mind and um and then we you know we kind of get into the idea of single moms like
0: yeah, it's
1: made with single moms in mind at any point any place uh-huh. ever um, you work too much. You're, why aren't you home more with your kid? Why don't you spend more time with your kid? Oh, but you're spending too much time with your kid, but you live in a tiny apartment. Why is that? Why don't you live in a bigger apartment? Why don't you live in a bigger home with backyard for your kid? There's never going to be any point in time where you can do enough mm-hmm. for your children. And, and I think I'll have that idea, but I think everyone else is thinking it too, okay. right? So It goes to this idea that, like, why can't anything we do be good enough for people around us? And I'm just trying to, like, figure out at what point in time did we start caring so much for what everyone else thought about us? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I just can't. And then why do you care so much for what everyone else is doing? But then I think about like, when did we start caring so much what everyone else thought about us? And this, like, we live in this, um, we live in this society of just like needing all this validation, which I'm like, I'm, there's no guilt shame in that and no shame at all. Because like, same, Mm -hmm. I require lots of validation from my mom still, from my husband. Um, but I also like, know I've gotten to this place now where I'm really, Leaning into who I am and as a mom and really knowing that what I'm doing is enough, regardless of what anyone has says to me, I have a perfect, beautiful, amazing, smart, almost two-year-old who is a genius. And I feel so thankful that she is healthy and taken care of and all the things, and that's good enough for me. So at what point does it become good enough for, good enough for everyone else?
0: I think that's so good, what you said too, about how it doesn't matter if it's not good to other people, if it feels good to you. And I think a lot of the thing that's combating mom shame is first and foremost, knowing who you are and the type of mom that you are and being confident in that. And also like Brene Brown talks about being vulnerable, being open. I mean, the Lord literally created us for community He Mm -hmm. also did not create shame. And so like, what, where does that fit in all of this as well? Like when you're walking out your own motherhood, how can you not be that mom that's being shameful? How can you be that mom that's being more open, more, um, you know, inviting all those things. And I'm not perfect. Okay. I'm sure that I have mom shamed and not even realized it, especially before I had Liam. Okay. I mean, I I think about my friends that had babies beforehand and I'm like oh my gosh like I just came over and saw the baby and held the baby and like sometimes I brought food sometimes I didn't and I'm like what like I didn't offer to like clean their home you know yeah anything (laughs) it's like what so it's just I don't know I think I think it's just realizing that moving forward too and also y'all like mom shaming is tough. It's not just the the prior generations. It's this generation too. Like we need yeah. as women to come together and say, no, we're not going to be doing this. We're going to know who we are and whose we are. Talking right. about like who we are as people. So like I'm Grace Ann, she's Ashley and whose we are talking about. We are set apart. We are the Lord's. We are his craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Like how can we move forward in life without knowing those things like it would be so much better if we didn't have right. the mom shame and all that and people just realized those two things moving forward
1: yeah I think as far as like being I think you can only be responsible for yourself you know yeah. I don't think I don't think this podcast is going to change anyone right I do right. think about yeah. moms though that experience that because the reality of it is, and this is something I've learned through nonprofit work that I've done, all the things that I've done, um, mental health, all my therapy, whatever, but shame dies when stories are told in safe places. Yes, um, and that will always be, you know, a bookmark and a benchmark of what, what is possible mm-hmm. with when you are able to be vulnerable in a safe space, um, You know, and by sharing your story about the lady at the bank, you give some other, you know, mom a a chance to share her story about something else. And I think that's the best thing that you can do and we can do is um, as moms, as women, as humans, to really lean in to the fact that you, as far as being a mom, being a mom is hard. You know that. We talk about this all the time. I text you at least once a week about whatever, Um. (laughs) you know, we talk all the time and it is hard. And the only thing that has gotten me this far with anything is community.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: highlight that all the time because it's my favorite thing in the world. And that's what, you know, we were meant for. And I think having, you can't bring shame into a safe space because it doesn't make it safe anymore. Yes. And the best thing that we can do to create safe spaces again, right. Is to be open and to be understanding and be kind, and be patient mm-hmm. and to have grace for not only for yourself, but for other moms that are going through and for other people that are going through it. Cause
0: yeah.
1: it's hard. It's and hard. y'all
0: like Ashley said, if you have experienced mom shame and you just want to talk about it and you just want somebody to say, that's awful. I'm so sorry. Said somebody said that to you. My DMS are open. Okay. You yeah, can like, literally too. Yeah. Ashley's too. 100%. Like we're here and that's part of what I'm building in this mom real community too, is making it a safe place for you to be like, this happened to me, this sucks, this whatever. And not that your husbands aren't that or our significant others, but I think sometimes too, we just need other women to come alongside yeah. and say, I get
1: it. Yeah.
0: Like, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> that sucks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And like Ashley said, just, Telling these stories and making it a safe space where shame can no longer exist. And Ashley's right. There's probably going to be, you know, women who that mom shame and may listen to this and will never change their mind. But there's also going to be moms who, you know, listen to this. Who hopefully this opened you guys up and know, right. you know, mom shame happens and it happens to a lot of people and everybody, I think every mom has experienced mom shame and what we can do to kind of combat it. And hopefully you feel less alone. So, um, yeah. And, and y'all there's like so much more that we could do to unpack this mom shame. I mean, literally, Ashley, you talking about community. That's a whole nother podcast episode (laughs) that I cannot wait to dive into because I have one coming on community and the power of community especially when it's linked to motherhood Um, and anyway it it brings history into it and I already have it like typed out things I want to say so so I won't dive into that but Ashley thank you so much for just being here and being a part I feel like every single time you come on which this is the second time but you and I talk constantly so I feel like
1: we talk all the time. We should but... just record our conversations. <laughs> for now on. Yeah,
0: we'll just record our conversations for a,
1: for a podcast. Can I add one more thing? I feel like that's really important. Yes, absolutely. No amount of mom shame that you receive makes you less of a mom. I feel like that's super important. I don't I know we're all thinking it, but there's no amount of mom shame and stones that can be thrown at you that make you less of a mom.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Y'all. Okay. I know this is not video, but I'm over here like, (laughs) like this girl, I cannot, I cannot even, um, that's so good. So, so good. Well, with that, I I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. So y'all, um, next week I'm going to be doing another solo pod. So come back next week, uh, where you'll just hear from me. Um, solo on just more things that are happening with Mom real. I'm going to be talking about some decisions that we've made um, about Liam coming into the new year. Maybe you're curious too. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to be talking about that next week, specifically when it comes to social media and things like that. So um, thank you all for being here. Remember to like, subscribe, um, subscribe to the podcast, share it with others. Also remember to follow Ashley's podcast, The Yellow Feeling, go. It is out on Wednesdays. So you can listen to mom reel on Tuesdays and listen to the yellow feeling on Wednesdays and follow Ashley on all of her socials as well. Um, I will see y'all next week.